Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we have our guest co-host, the football grump of the Just Giants podcast. Wow. And we're back. Year three, Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. Very excited. This is by far my favorite trip of the year that we do. I look forward to it. Even, even amidst the Giants winning, I'm like, I'm still excited to get down to Mobile. Um, you know, so how, how are you guys doing? We're, we're in Mobile. Just, or Grump, you saw Mike Kafka and Brian Dable at the, at the airport today, and I told you to bring up, hey, you're coming with a Talking Giants guys, and you didn't do it. I didn't do it. No, um, I took a very early flight this morning out of Newark, and uh, I had a connecting flight in Atlanta. So both Brian Dable and Mike Kafka were on my flights. <laughs> um, I saw them from afar. They were kind of wandering around with a bunch of other guys, so I didn't want to be that guy. Um, our flight was delayed. We were just kind of standing there and, um, I didn't recognize the posse of guys in giants mm-hmm. gear around them. So I didn't want to be that guy, but I did see Brian break away from the group for a minute there. <clears throat> I think he was looking for the bathroom or something and I caught him and I just wanted to make sure it was him before I said something stupid. Just like, your name's Brian, right? And he's like, yes. I was like, I won't say anything more to you. I'll shake your hand. Mm. Thank you very much. True Had a great season. Yep. Should have called him Dave's, but anyways. Yeah. I, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, if it wasn't him, they'd be like, what? Wait, we're going to break some news on this podcast right now. I asked you this, journal journalist Justin here. Mike Kafka did shave his playoff beard. That is correct. So we confirmed that it was a playoff beard. He did still have a beard, though. No, no, he didn't. I sent you the picture, didn't I? Yeah, I thought he still had some of his beard. No, he's got pretty much what he's got on his head. It's like a very, very, like, Razor level stubble. So Mike Kafka shaved, and it, we we confirmed that it was a playoff beard. You only you only hear that kind of news and that kind of stuff on here at Talk Giants. I do my best. Thank I you. come to I come to you with scoops. Thank you. So we're gonna do some like Senior Bowl preview. Last year when we were here, it was all had you know Giants coaching news. Brian Dale Presser, Patrick Graham was staying at Brian the time. Flores lawsuit. Yeah, oh, it was, yeah, it was honestly it was it would have been one of our most packed off season content weeks if it wasn't the Senior Bowl, and it was the Senior Bowl. Um, so we're going to do a little preview of the Senior Bowl, and then we did a couple mailbag questions because we didn't feel like doing a position review uh, here here in Mobile, Alabama. And also, I want to plug this. You have to subscribe to the JM Football Channel because, yes, we are going to be doing live streams after every Senior Bowl practice. We'll be live streaming on the JM Football Channel. We'll also be live streaming on the Talking Giants channel. But there is going to be shorts. There is going to be practice clips. There is going to be reactions. There's going to be Bobby's going to do like film breakdowns of the Senior Bowl that we're going to shoot ourselves. All that stuff will be on the JM Football Channel. That link is in the description of the YouTube and the podcast apps too. So you have to subscribe to JM Football because I would say probably 75%, if not a little bit more of our Senior Bowl content is going to be on JM Football socials and especially that JM Football YouTube. And the Osiris Torrance film breakdowns there up you there go. now. So. First Senior Bowl, or no, this is technically your second Senior Bowl film breakdown. Yeah, Isaiah Foskey's on there too, so we're, we'll talk all about it. All right, so I watched the wide receivers late. Like it was, I actually like crammed in a lot today, you know, yeah. not getting like full evaluations, but just getting a handle of but that's why we're here. who these guys are. Yeah. I basically only watch the wide receivers. So this is a good little balance and because that's what the Giants need. They need wide receivers. Now, here's the main question. This is a question that I just have about the senior bowl in general, especially when it comes to the Giants. We're going to look at these guys no matter what, because, you know, we do we we just like football. But I am now for every single draft prospect. Part of what I'm doing before I watch them, I am Googling their age their age and their ages because that you don't was want to a, get Stetson Bennett. Uh, well, no, because that was a thing and a theme of last year's draft class. Now, Joe judge, Dave Guttelman, you know, for Joe, the Joe judge first draft class that had a theme too. And then I think they kind of just scrapped it, all, scrapped it all. And was that the year captains two. year, the year where they drafted nothing but captains? Yeah, yeah, that was the year where they, it was all captains. So my, my main question as we're here in Mobile, Alabama, knowing that the senior bowl, these guys are a little bit older anyway, are we afraid? Do we think that the Giants are going to stray away from Senior Bowl guys uh, just because they're a little bit older? Do we think Joe Shane and this regime will operate a little bit differently this year? Will they stick with the younger guys? Well, I think the Senior Bowl is great for late day two, day three picks, and that's where we saw a guy like Darren Beavers, who was you know a super senior, you know, who played four years at UConn right. and then two years at Cincinnati. You know, Daniel Bellinger uh, was supposed to be here down uh, down here, so. And even like in a guy like Osiris Torrance, who again the film breakdowns out, like he's he's not a, a red shirt senior type player. So I do think 
you know, this is going to be valuable for the Giants. And last year's draft board, I think, was a lot of just Joe Shane based off of what he already had in Buffalo. Right. I don't know if he trusted his scouting staff. So it just allows more eyes to come in here and fall in love with guys. Um, and from the wide receiver class, because I don't think the Giants are in a position where, like, we can see two, three wide receivers taken by the Giants. Easily. Year. Like, we know the draft is not about filling holes, right? Even though they kind of went with that approach last last year. It's not about filling holes. It's about getting the, especially once you get to round three, round four, round five, you know, six and seven. And they have a lot of those picks after, after that, where last year it was very top heavy in the first three rounds. This year you got, you're going to get, you know, possibly what, eight, eight to nine round three to seven picks, you know, with the two comp picks they might get the trade, you know, the pick from the Tony trade, a third and a six. Don't they um, already only have nine picks? Well, they might get two more oh, um, oh, oh. For, for comp picks. I think they have, in addition to that, the flip side of that is they also, I think they have four picks in the top 100. Yeah, there's a the, the compensatory pick just came out. It's pick 101, so yes. Okay, it yeah. It should be 101. So, so they do have flexibility to do both things. You know what I mean? Like they can do the late round things with older guys, I guess, where you're not necessarily filling holes. You're just gathering talent or, you know, they, they have some flexibility. They have a lot of off-season assets that they can use, including yeah. cap space. So, so. Wide receiver. There is a lot of guys that I think could fit with what the New York Giants want to do. Who do we want to start with first? Because do we want to start with like guys on the outside? Because the two guys, I know Xavier Hutchison is a guy that everyone likes. Rasheed Rice was the one, you know, out of SMU, who's, you know, right now is like mocked to go in the first round around the range. Like that could, if there's one player down here who's like, who could the Giants pick at pick 25? I think it could be Rasheed Rice. I don't think it's going to be Osiris Torrance. Man, just watching his film, he explodes off the line of scrimmage. He attacks the field on all three levels. Like, there's some things I want him to get better at. Like, he has good releases, but I think he can – they can be almost a little – they're not slow releases, but they he just spends too much time, and then he Dancing. wins. Yeah. But I want to see him work on that down here. But he's a guy who – if if you told me, hey, who down here is pick 20 – has the best chance to be pick 25, it's Rasheed Rice. I mean – he is kind of nuts going like coming off the line of scrimmage. He just explodes. He's huge, you know, he's big down the field. Like he is a player uh, when I watched today, which was the first time I watched him, I was like, "Oh, this is why I got people are yeah. excited about this guy." Yeah, 100%. Grump, what 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 do you got? He's a true alpha guy. Um his his measurements are going to be interesting to me how they actually officially weigh in. Um, I don't but know he if he looks they, big, right? Like he looks big. He's he's listed as six two two oh three. I think I, he'll probably come yeah, in at six one. I have six one one eighty nine. Yeah. So we're obviously looking at different different spots. But, but, but college numbers are all yeah. phony baloney anyway. Um, but he's he's the kind of guy who is a true alpha. Like you said, he's a little bit slow getting off the release. Sometimes I think maybe he's doing too much. He did face a ton of off coverage though, as um, DBs defenses in general were just kind of respecting his speed. Um, but he can do everything. He's strong. He can run the intermediate short routes. He can get yak with you. He can also run deep routes. He can win contested catches. He can do everything. And what that means is that he doesn't have to do everything. If he's garnering that level of attention, your Wandale Robinsons, your Isaiah Hodgins, those guys are going to get less attention just out of... I, I mean, so he's a he's a perfect match, I think, for any team. But the Giants desperately need this position. So I, I, I would say that... Yeah, I would agree with you. I think he's in strong contention yeah. as of right now for a first round pick. And we've got a couple of mailback questions later. Like he is, he could be an answer to one of the questions that that we go yeah. in with that, where it's like, what does this offense need to take that next step with Daniel Jones? Yeah, and two additional things that I'm looking for this offseason when I evaluate wide receivers, just knowing knowing this Brian Dable, Mike Kafka offense, um, and kind of just where the league is headed in general. I'm really valuing wide receiver blocking and your ability to block as a wide receiver as the NFL runs more outside the tackles, you know, interior, the rise of the interior defensive lineman and also the fall of kind of the Mike linebacker and, you know, ask these guys to go sideline to sideline. Let's get wide receivers that can block and also wide receivers understanding where to find the quarterback when the quarterback improvises. Where Rasheed Rice, I think he does a good job of understanding where to sit and where to yes. be if the QB improvises. Where you know, at least in this in this Kafka uh, Dable offense, and Jones has kind of the mobility. We saw that this year when where Jones and Isaiah Hodgins had that really good connection. Him and Richie James had that good connection. I think Rasheed Rice does a good job with that as well. So two underrated things that you you kind of don't really talk about all the time with wide receivers. Rasheed Rice has it. I'm going to be looking for that this draft season. Yeah, you talk about like you talk about in off coverage, like for a running gun offense that SMU can run. 
and he, you know, he put up 1,400 yards on 96 catches. Like you said, he did have a good feel for like, hey, I got off coverage. I got to sit in this zone where he was running like, you know, a skinny post or a dig. Like he had a good, like he wasn't just running them full speed and running into coverage. He's like, okay, I know how to temper this to sit in that and, and be, be like friendly for my quarterback. Um, He's 22 turning 23 in April. So fair, you know, not, not super old. Yeah. We're going to talk about other guys in the receiver room. There's a guy who I think is, would be, he could move into the slot for the Giants. Charlie Jones out of Purdue. I mean, he had 110 catches. Another another guy with 1,400 yards. Uh, he he played outside at Purdue, but man, he just like he is a hell of a route runner. He knows how to like he like we talked about Rasheed Rice. I think they're going to be a little too much like stutter at the line of scrimmage. Not with him. He knows no how way. to release and get to those routes quick. Like he knows where to sit. He catches the ball with his hands, like, you know, away from his body. Strong, reliable hands. Yeah. Even on the sideline. He is a wide receiver who I think would fit in this offense. And I'm, and I, so as we look at these guys, I've decided I'm not going to let Wandale Robinson stop me from liking a guy. There we go. Because, Wanda, right. we, because Wandale is a slot only guy. I'm not, and I don't think the Giants should approach that either. Like we need to accrue talent at this point. We are not, again, we're not filling holes. Uh, he's and I th- obviously he played outside at Purdue, but I think yep. he's got that outside inside versatility. Uh, he's a late ad as far as I'm aware to the Senior Bowl, so I didn't watch him till today. I didn't even see. He's still not even listed on the website. But holy hell, you are not kidding. With the his release off the line of scrimmage is really, really, really well polished, and that that to me is like the biggest indicator of when a wide receiver is ready, like NFL ready, like air quotes when it turn, comes to technique and not just straight up talent. That's usually what I look for is route running stuff, and it starts at the line of scrimmage. And I think he's really, really good getting a good release off the line. Um, as far as him moving to the, to the slot, I'm not a hundred percent sure, uh, only because it's Purdue and I didn't really, I don't know, in the short time I watched, I didn't get a good feel for what their offense is, but this Purdue, is a- Purdue manufactures like insane wide receiver numbers. And I mean, this is even going back to like Rondell Moore. I think yeah. of that, you know, but that's what this week is good for. This yes. week is good for the gimmicky offenses, those guys that put up the big numbers, them looking what they look like in a yeah. real NFL offense. I want to I want to see him impress. I want to see him impress because also uh, I watched uh, my first game of watching Joey Porter Jr., which every, I think everybody's in love with Joey Porter Jr. I'll tell you what, Charlie Jones kind of sauced him, especially in the first half. Uh, all of Charlie Jones's catches weren't on Joey Porter Jr., so you know I watched I watched the old twenty two that game, but. And I think uh, Charlie Jones wound up with like 12 catches, over 100 yards, and a, and a, and a touch, receiving touchdown as well. But I, I'll tell you what, that first game, not overly impressed with Joey Porter because Charlie Jones really did get the best of him. But uh, age 24, he's turning 25 in October, so that is kind of old. He only has one year of production. Pretty sure he transferred to Purdue. So um, that's going to be one of those things where, if hey, if this guy's already too old enough in Joe Shane's eyes and he likes to draft guys on the younger side – then he may not be an option for the Giants, but obviously just still excited to watch him this week. Excited to see how he... I don't know if there's any blocking drills that wide receivers do, but I, I want to see if his strength is going to hold up, uh, especially if we're talking about like impress. You can see it there. Can, can, can we sidebar on the age thing for just a second? Yes, uh, Only because it's just like, just now dawning on me. Wouldn't it make more sense to draft the older guy if it's like a day two, day three guy than it is to pay him? Right, like... So you, you get him on his rookie deal for three, four years. He's going to be 28, 29. Would you it. rather be the guy who paid for the production right. that he made on his rookie deal, or would you rather be the guy who drafted him, but he was a little bit old and you're not really going to sign him to a second contract? And that's where I feel, I feel like, like it's kind of both kind of suck, but... I feel like Judge and Gettleman, at least in their first year, and I'm definitely going to be way too married to this age thing through the first... <laughs> like Because it was the, the trend... The senior bowl. It was the trend... Yeah, no, and, and that's why I said, I said that at the start, but I'm definitely going to be too married to looking at age throughout this draft process, and then I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to be proven wrong. That's just how this is going to go. Because judging Gettleman's first year was all these guys had like 30 starts. Literally, all those mm-hmm. guys that they drafted through their first draft class had like 30-plus starts, and they had like three years of production, and now it's like, oh, and then the second draft class, it was very different. So we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. But Charlie Jones, certainly exciting guy to watch. Who is your like top receiver you're looking at? The top guy that I'm looking at, I, you know, first of all, it's uh, you already mentioned it, but Xavier Hutchinson is just super fun, super exciting. But well, we haven't brought him up yet. Yeah, go ahead. But oh. no, but everybody knows that he's super fun and super exciting. So maybe Grump, if if you want to talk about, it, but I want to talk about Jonathan Mingo. Mingo Dude, makes oh, yeah. insane, 
insane catches. Yeah. And he's like, and he's not just like a contested catch guy. Like he's fast too. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Mingo listed as 6'2", 215. Let's wait for the let's wait for the measurements. Ole Miss wide receiver. He is age twenty one right now, turning twenty two in April. So I do think that is a guy that could fit. Uh, a kind of a Joe Shane kind of mold. Watch the game that he had against LSU right at the right off the bat to start that game. There is an insane diving catch that he makes. And then also possibly in that same series, he makes that like insane diving catch. There's a goal line situation, goal to go situation. He lines up in a two point stance behind the tackle. <laughs> and he makes like an awesome block. And this is in the SEC too. So he is super strong. He is super big. They would use him kind of like in the pseudo jumbo packages to be a blocker. I think he has good route sell as well for his size. I think he has good speed and quickness too. He only has one season of kind of real production, but he's a real strong physical player that can beat press. He's not going to get bullied. I, and part of why I, I like this guy is because he's viewed as like this day three kind of guy. And I think the senior bowl will be an awesome opportunity for him, especially if he can moss dudes on like these one-on-one drills on the sideline. It'll be a real awesome opportunity for him to maybe rise his stock to like a day two guy. And I think he can do it. It's interesting because you said you wanted to focus a little bit more on blocking with wide receivers. And he is a, a rare case because they do line him up or at least they did. Um, at Old Miss, which again, that's kind of a weird-ish offense. It is a but, weird offense, yeah. But they didn't line him up in the Y and the H position frequently. I mean, he would literally in line line up mm-hmm. as a tight end and block people, and he's very good at it. Yeah. Um, there's what I'm looking for from him here is to add a little bit of shimmy to his route running. Sure. It's a little bit straight. It's a little bit like a tight end runs them. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but if he's going to be listed and drafted as a wide receiver, I'd like to see a little bit more movement along the route that he's running, but he's really interesting. And I agree with you. I think he can here to this week, move up to day two. I think he can. Any, anybody else from the wide receiver room you guys want to touch up on? Cause I mean, wide receiver is always the most fun position to watch down here. There's a lot of fun wide receivers, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, Blow my load on Nathaniel Dell here. Excuse me. It, oh yeah. yeah, you forgot. About I, I, I I didn't forget. I was just waiting for the time. Right. You 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 made the point earlier that you're not going to let Wandell Robinson prevent the Giants from drafting a slot only guy. I don't know that Nathaniel Dell is a slot only guy. I do know he's 5'10", 165, though. Um, yeah, very light. But he's another one with really 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 polished route running skills. He's got excellent hands. He's got really good speed, and more importantly than that, this is like a weird thing, but control of speed. The way guys can just kind of uh, shift gears, I guess, while they're running. He has such good control of that. Really, really good job using his hands. Obviously, at 5'10", his length is going to be an issue. And that's never going to change. He's not going to work on that this week or anything like that. So that just is what it is. But I think if you're looking at this from a Giants perspective, you have... Well, actually, I I gave even my from, awards. Well, even from Buffalo, you go back to Buffalo. They didn't let one, having one short guy stop them from getting another short guy. I mean, they had well, Isaiah McKenzie... Cole Beasley, and I think there are like you know, there's a couple other slot only guys that they would bring in there. So he also returns punts and very well. He returned, I believe, two for touchdowns in mm-hmm. 2022, which we desperately need. That I mean, it doesn't have to be the reason you pick him, but it's certainly a bonus. Where do you see him projected right now? Honestly, I view him in that same mold that we saw Wandale and Calvin Austin last year. I'm thinking day, day two, two for him. Yeah, both those guys. It's kind of surprising that both those guys ended up going day two last year They're, with their with their size. Yeah, but I mean, they were both really good. Um, I think he's just as good as they are, if not better. So, uh, well, at least better than Calvin Austin, maybe. Um, watch his Tulane game. Did you watch his Tulane game? Uh, Nathaniel Dell. No, I Navy, USF, and Auburn. This yeah. Tulane game is fun. Okay, <laughs> even in the red zone, like he would, like, he would just shake up safeties and and just get and get himself wide open when they mm-hmm. play that zone coverage versus him. He really runs routes like an NFL wide receiver already. Yeah, like just the the shimmy is insane. Which, I mean, that's that's what we're looking for out of I think getting a wide receiver in the draft or even getting multiple wide receivers. Because at the at the end of the day last year, it didn't feel like the Giants had like those Jimmy and Joes, right? Where guys that sure. could just naturally get open. Everything felt like. It was on. It was on the, the the game plan. It was schematics was was crafting and you know was getting those guys open. We didn't feel like we had like that aughts, that awesome nuance route runner that can naturally get that separation. And I'll, and there is a ton of fun wide receivers at the Senior Bowl that certainly you know we hope 
they can take on that role if they're selected by the Giants. Yeah, I mean, wide receiver is always a more fun position down here. And last year, we got guys like Alec Pierce, Christian Watson. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, Calvin Austin was one. So, Bayless uh, Jones. But yeah, guys that were taking on, taking on day two. You know, and could, we got Kadarius Tony out of here a couple of years ago. Um, to transition to the interior offensive line, I want to spend some time on Osiris Torrance, and I don't want to give my full, you know, film eval on him. One-on-ones are definitely not fair for offensive linemen. They put themselves in situations that they're not going to be in in the NFL, like you're, especially especially on the interior. You're never just going to be like, all right, one-on-one, this guy has a two-way go. He's not reading the run at all. It's just – it's not real life. It's an advantage for the D-line. But that being said, I need to see Osiris Torrance in those situations because he is awesome in the run game. He has knockback power. But I still have worries about him in pass pro and his foot speed. Uh, and I want to see him in these unfair drills and see how he competes with these guys because that's an area. And at Florida, you know, he had a full slide protections, a lot of play action, a run-heavy offense, and you didn't get to see him lock up single. And when he played some guy, better guys, Jalen Carter's, Jalen Carter's great versus everybody, but Jalen Carter, like, easily won that matchup versus him. Uh, you know, and there was other times where he didn't look great versus other guys. So, I I really need to see Osiris Torrance in those situations because I I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna judge a lot on him by the see how he handles that you know and last year we had a guy like Zion Johnson who was looked at as a second round pick he got project you know moved up into the top twenty and I think the Senior Bowl had a lot to do with it for him so it's gonna be a big week for Osiris Torrance who transferring from the Raging Cajuns with Billy Napier to Florida has played in these run heavy play action slide protection offenses. I think part of the reason Zion Johnson maybe went up in the draft too, something that Osiris Torrance doesn't do. The first thing we saw the first day we went last year, we parked our asses right by that end zone where the O-line D-line was working. And before anything even happened yet, Zion Johnson was out there, one of the first guys, and he was snapping passes. Or whatever, snapping. Oh, yeah. do we have a do we have a good read on if there are centers actually legit centers that are going to be at the Senior Bowl this year? Oh, John, the guy I was going to pick up. John Michael Smiths. Oh, and, and um, Ola Wotemi. Oluwatimi out of out of Michigan because that was a problem last year. <laughs> no, that <laughs> was, was like that's no, right. Cole there was Strange like no, was playing center. Didn't they add like Luke Fortner last minute because they just had no centers last year? Yeah, yeah. and he actually turned out to be pretty good. And he did I himself some was, favors that here. Of, that was one of the guys that I was like, oh, I kind of like Luke Fortner. There's actually two centers down here that are very much like Oluwatimi. Uh, uh, Oluwatimi. John Michael Smith is somebody who I talked to you about a couple months ago. And I was like, man, I, I really like this Cats game. Like, I, you know, I could pull up some of my notes on him. Um, but he was like, oh, wow. Like, he, he just – he may not be, like, the flashiest player. He's not going to have great testing at the combine, I don't think. But he is a guy who just, like, knows how to play ball. And those guys last on the on offensive line in the interior where it's like athleticism is huge. But that guy, I feel like, is just going to be, on, like, a starting player in the NFL for a long time. Just as a general offseason note here, <clears throat> beyond just the Senior Bowl, I just have this opinion with the Giants where if they get themselves a solid center to pair up with two very good tackles, I feel like that solves so many problems on the offensive line. Yeah, they they need to re-sign Nick Gates, let Feliciano walk, and then bring in a center to compete for compete for that job you don't gotta you don't gotta force him in, into their right into that spot right away. Yeah, I think I agree with you. But the, like and. So here's the thing. Now this goes against John Michael Smiths, you know, who's like I think his athleticism is fine, but you know, foot speed could be a little slow. Do they go the route? You know, you see a guy like Jason Kelsey has success where it's like maybe a little undersized, like Cam Jurgens out of Nebraska Lind- last year. Linderbaum, then we say Linderbaum Linder- was a little undersized last year, and it's like let's go after these athletic guys who can get out, move, uh, move in the zone game, pull, and just kind of you know be quick and get their hands on defensive linemen. But nonetheless. Uh, I, I think Smiths is a good player. Like I think he's definitely going to be gone, uh, you know, by the end of the second round. Well, what would you say the offensive scheme demands from the O line? What is Bobby Johnson? What is Brian Dable really? Is there like a prototype that they need? I don't think so because they mix it up so much in their run game. You know, and that's I'm something sure. we talked about last year when we hired Brian Dable around yep. this time. Is that? And this was actually kind of a critique of Bobby Johnson and Brian Dable when we talked with our guys who cover the Bills who are going to be down here, the cover one guys. Nice. It's like it was nice that they were flexible and able to go from zone gap to – but it's like, I right, but the run game needs an identity. And so and, – and we kind of saw that a little bit with the Giants this year where it's like, are we running wide zone? Are we running pin and pull? Yeah. Um, 
So I, I think at this point, there's we're not looking really for prototypes. Like there's, I don't think there's a prototype that the Giants brass has shown that they're looking for in all, especially interior offensive line. I mean, I guess foot speed, Azudu, super fast feet. But then you look at McKeithen, who's a little, you know, six six three fifty, and kind of a plotter. So you know, what's really interesting too is that, well, I mean, he mentioned everybody, but Joe Shane and Brian Dable had their end of year press conference, and Joe Shane rattled through the draft class and the rookies and the young guys. Yeah. And everyone, he, he literally started. mentioned every single person, but he yeah. specifically said for Marcus McKeithen was having a great camp. Did you get that sense from anything? That you I'll saw? be honest. When the third string offensive line was out there, I wasn't keying in on no. Marcus McKeithen too Fair much. Fair enough. Um, I was not either. I was standing next to you when he tore his ACL. I just remember when he was, oh yeah, we were <laughs> rest in peace. Uh, I remember being at practice and being like, I remember tweeting that the Giants backup tackles right now are their rookie guards out of UNC. Azudu and Marcus yeah, McKeith right. because the injury issues were so like so bad at, at one point. Um, other guys on the interior offensive line that I want to talk about: Tyler Steen, who's a tackle for Alabama, be interested to see if he can uh, get some time at guard. There's a uh, Andrew Voorhees. Oh, USC? USC. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched him yet. I haven't watched him. Uh, I, I mean, I got some guys in front of me right now. The tackles, obviously, we're not paying attention to the tackles too much. Jalen Duncan, we talked about him out of Maryland. Mm-hmm. I'll be, inter- I, I gotta dive into him, but I feel like he's someone who could. I, I think we're gonna turn into what we hate, Justin. Sure, which is every tackles a guard draft discourse. But I think that's how we might have to approach the tackle class, at least at the top. I'm like, is this guy capable of moving guard? Yeah, because you know, I Brandon think sheriff style. I think Joe Shane and Bobby. I think all of them have talked about the value of positional versatility. And we, well, Azuda shit, Josh Azuda plays everywhere. Azuda, yeah. they would switch him from tackle to guard mid drive. And that's a lot true. of the and a lot of the a lot of the guys that have been successful in their first years. Like think of like Rashawn Slater. Think of Zion Johnson. You know, can can you well, can you Green did play tackle? So that's actually this this may actually be a, a, a moot point. But um, I feel like the guys that have been verse, more versatile in their college careers, I feel like they they are just better pros in, in general too. Instead of just pigeonholing and playing at one spot. Uh, maybe uh, I would say it certainly helps them become quicker pros. I think that amount of knowledge that you have, if you're already versatile at the college level and moving from guard to tackle. Um, then you're kind of set up for that level of, uh, I don't know, playbook study, yeah. just a, the ability to do something like that. I think you're just, you just have a step ahead of most other people. I think you got to look at guys that played guard and then move tackle, like Kenyon Green, like Elijah Vera Tucker, yeah. who, you know, moved to the other senior year. Um, I have a quick question about a tackle that I'm just excited to watch. Dewan Jones. Yeah. Is he, I was going to ask about him. I think he may look really bad. Just because that's what I want to see. He is huge. Yeah, <laughs> it's very but his footwork. And I actually have a film breakdown coming out on him. I think Friday, maybe next week, we'll see. Like people are comparing him to to Falele from last year, but Falele actually had a. I think Falele, didn't Falele have a good week uh, last year? He had some struggles in one on ones. Like he got bullied on yeah. a couple of plays. Oh no, Falele was a guy that had bad senior bowl, but he had much better film. Dewan Jones, he can move like pretty well once he gets going, but he's got some serious footwork issues. I think I think he's in for a rough week. Like, yeah, one on ones are not good for guys who are six foot eight, three hundred sixty pounds. So, yeah. um, do we want to talk tight ends? There's, I just want to go quick. What, what are we at time wise? We're, we're about like twenty seven ish, twenty six minutes. Uh, there's some edge guys. I'm really looking forward to the edge. I think edge is a position that. Because there's so many other bigger needs on the Giants' defense right now, that doesn't get talked about a ton. But like a third guy would be great. Like it would be, it would be a huge, huge addition for this Giants team if they could find a guy. And we saw from Buffalo, their prototype was looking for guys with power. Keon Jones out of Georgia Tech, and then Isaiah McGuire out of Missouri, both guys who need to learn how to use their hands a little better. But both those guys fire off the line of scrimmage. I mean, they're yoked up, balls of muscle, and those guys bring power. I mean, go watch Isaiah McGuire versus um, the the Georgia tackle. What's his name? Um, what's the Georgia tackle left tackle's name? I don't know. But he's he's like projected to go high. Watch him go there. You know, uh, watch Keon Jones. Just he just fires off the ball. He's a ball of muscle and run defenders. Run defenders who can add some pass rush. Where you know this past year you had Kayvon and Aziz and you had Jihad Ward who was a solid run defender added zero in the pass rush game zero. You know, and you had Oshane Zimenez, who did nothing for them this year after, you know, after the first four games of the season. Um, so I think Edge is going to be. And then Andre, Andre Carter out of Army. I'm just excited to watch him because he's from Army. 
he is tall, slender. He fires off the ball, and he works some moves. Uh, this is a, a week where I want to see him play in the run game versus, versus better competition. Yeah. Um, and I, Do you get Ellerson Smith vibes? I was, from I was just about to say. But Ellerson Smith's film was nowhere near as good to me as Andre Carter's, okay. right? Like, I do get vibes like that, where he is tall and lanky, and he might get his ass kicked in the run game. But I thought he was a much better pass rusher at Army than Ellerson Smith was at Northern Iowa. Was Ellerson Smith a third-round pick? Fourth-round pick. Fourth-round Fourth round pick. pick? All right, not as bad. That was a really bad pick. Yeah, I hated that pick. It, it was a huge upside <laughs> pick. I, I, You know, I think so much of it had to do with him gaining weight yeah. in his time at, where the hell was he, you and I? Uh, Northern Iowa. Yeah. I, I think that really kind of set him. I think also the fact that now he's on a staff that didn't pick him yeah. isn't going to help him much either. Yeah. I'm also really relying on my observations because, Grump, one of the things that, you know, we we saw guys kind of dominate in the interior defensive lineman room last year. And it's like, oh, well, that's guy, that guy's good. That guy's fun. And then we really watched him. It's like, oh, well, the film's fun too. Like Travis Jones, fell in love with Travis oh, Jones yeah, last did. year. Um, based off based off his senior bowl week last year. There was a guy from UCLA that I really liked that wound up being like a fifth or a sixth round pick that was really good at the senior bowl. I think the Chargers might have taken him. So I'm really interior defense alignment is a huge need for the Giants. But um so I'm really excited to come back with like some full reports on what interior defense alignment kind of impressed me because then I'll go from there and I'll and I'll like fully like look them up and see what they're about. Yeah. Absolutely. Derek Hall from Auburn is kind of like a um He's interesting because he's really fast, but he's got that tweener body size. So he's only like 6'3". So he doesn't have really the length that you want on the edge, but that's kind of where he lines up because of his speed. It will be interesting to see what the NFL staffs here do with him, where they line him up, where they move him around, or if they just keep him in one spot. But he's definitely a name I would I would keep an eye on because he does have that disruption to him where he can just get in the backfield and wreck things. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to touch on tight ends for... Uh, that was... Mm, you want to touch on those tight ends, huh? <laughs> um, for a second before we before we finish off some mailbag questions, we and you were talking about it, Grump, uh, before we started the pod. We were we were kind of speed reading some tight end stuff. Um, before we talking to the guys that we like, though, Braden Willis out of Oklahoma, who played H back for them, you know, so he'd line up in the slot, tight end in the backfield. They actually lined him up at quarterback too and did some read option stuff. I think he could be a likely pick or even maybe if he falls out like I think he can be a likely addition by the Giants because he does play that H-back role mm-hmm. um, and there's a play where he lines up a quarterback and he buries Demarion Overshone who is a, a linebacker that a lot of people love um, you know I actually had him in a midseason mock for last year and he ended up coming back a year for Texas uh, Braden Willis out of Oklahoma obviously they got Jeremiah Hall last year out of Oklahoma the H-back but I think I think Braden Willis plays that position a lot better than Hall did Jeremiah Hall was here right I believe so. I know that the the Hayward brother was here from yeah. Michigan State. I can't remember. But I, Hall's tape was never very good. It mm. was just like he's an H-back, so he's probably got a chance to make the roster. And they ended up cutting him mid-camp, you know, and going with uh, Andre Miller and Chris Myrick over him. Uh, but Jeremiah Hall was never – like, he, he he was not a very good blocker, to be honest. And on the flip side, Braden Willis is a very, very good blocker. Yeah. He, he locks yeah, on he, well. He gets active feet. Too. Yeah. Um. He likes to hit people, and that that includes when he has the ball in his hand. He will just—he's not going to juke anybody. He'll just run them over. Yeah, and he's got a lot more receiving ability than Hall, where he had over 500 yards, seven touchdowns. Like he can just line up at wide tight end. Jeremiah Hall was never going to do that for anybody. Yeah, for six four, he's a little bit short for tight end, but he does extend well and use every bit of length that he has. Yeah, and he, and he's light, so I don't want him lining up in line too much. But he's got that like versa, versatility to split out. Um, a guy who. I really like Davis Allen out of Clemson. He's six foot six and can move and he can high point a ball. Like I, you know, tight end is still a need for the Giants, right? Like they, like they, you know, they, they're going to need a backup tight end unless they're just confident with Chris Meyer and Lawrence Cager, which I don't think this coaching staff is. Well, Andre Miller. Andre Miller too. I, mm. I forgot how confident they were in him. Davis Allen out of Clemson is a guy who I I'm really intrigued by like he's the rare six foot six guy who can actually move a little bit. He's not he's not moving out there like Isaiah Likely or somebody, but he can move pretty well. Yeah, he's quite the receiver at six six. Um, everything about him feels smooth. Just catching the ball in stride, you know the way he runs, the way he like just kind of cradles the ball and pulls it in. Everything about him feels smooth, feels natural. This isn't like 
He's not overly thinking every step of their... And you, you can see that with some guys, especially with route running. You can see just how deliberate all their movements are. His is not at all like that. He's very, very, very smooth. Um, he's got really good field awareness as well, which is important, I think, for a tight end, is just kind of knowing where the boundaries are with your feet. Um, and it's also something that college kids just aren't really that good at. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I actually... I like, I like Davis Allen more than Braden Willis. Um, because he's also just as good of a blocker. Yeah, me too, me too. But Brady Willis, I brought up first just because of like the H back, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the H back role, which is something the Giants wanted to address last year and tried to, but never really did. Um, any other tight ends? I want to love Will Mallory because I mean I've been watching him since 2019, but mm. I don't think he's as good. He's not as good a receiver as he needs to be to be a receiving only tight end. Um, Payne, Payne Durham out of Purdue. He's a guy who can really block. That's what they're looking for in their second tight end after Daniel Bellinger, which to me is almost a prerequisite at this point for playing tight end. Um, and anything else, Senior Bowl preview that you guys want to hit on before we move on? Um, I'll say this. I'm going to be focusing a lot on the wide receivers, partially because it's a huge Giants need, but also partially because that's where the talent is gathered. But a big problem is going to be that these quarterbacks aren't that great. Will Levis, right? He's going to be there? No. I don't think so. Oh, tough. Is he? I didn't see him listed. No, I, I, mean, I don't think he's going to be. If I he's going to be he here, is. then you can ignore what I said. I'm on, I'm on Giants.com, and they have 21 players or 20 players that, that are like they're looking forward to. And I'm pretty sure number two, Will Levies. I just don't top see him 20, listed. Top 20 senior bowl prospects to watch. and they have we, We've Levis already. Uh, Duggan's gonna, I, I mean, I don't know much about them. Yeah. I will say that the, I was here in 2021 by myself. And besides uh, besides Mac Jones, the quarterback play made watching practice a lot less fun. Yeah, I, I don't know if... if no, Will if, Levis is not going to the Senior Bowl. If he no. is here, that's great. If not, then the best we can hope for is Jaron Hall from BYU, who's not very good but does have a giant arm, and um, Max Duggan from TCU, yeah. who is successful. And I think that's important for the receivers, but I think it can let them shine. Like A guy like Rasheed Rice... Sure. That's why I think it's it's huge for him this year, uh, you know, this week to maybe get off the line a little quicker because the protection can be really muddied up in these eleven on eleven drills down here, and they're gonna look like, all right, did he get off the line of the scrimmage right? Or they're gonna look to their next read, you know, because it's not their offense that they're running. They're True. You know, they're learn they're installing very basic stuff on you know di- uh, over a few days. I think that's where it's gonna be interesting to see how these quarterbacks and how these receivers can make themselves like targets, make themselves like like favorite targets for them. You know, the way a guy like Dwayne Eskridge really shined uh, when he was down here a couple of years ago. Uh, and anything else? I don't think so for me. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys that we've watched. There's a lot of guys we haven't watched since we've been here. Uh, so, we're you know, uh, but we wanted to do a little preview. But uh, I'm very excited to get down to practice Today, when you're listening to this, today, uh, so we'll have live streams after, and then regular, you know, quick video recaps. So. Yeah, Jam Football. That's that's the channel you want to be. That's where you want to go. Who, who's bringing us this episode? Um, today, Hendon Ho- Hendon Hooker tore his ACL. He's just here to meet with the teams. All right, tough. I made the same point earlier, and he tough. I'm not even a football me. guy, guys. Tough. Um, I I'm, wish Hendon Hooker could play here, but he can't because he tore his ACL. I'm clearly not a football guy because I don't even know who's what quarterbacks it's are going like to be at the Senior Bowl. We're Giants fans. We don't need to worry about what quarterbacks are going to be here. We have Daniel Jones. Uh, NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New, this week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets Instantly. Plus, for a uh, limited time, all and new existing customers can get a no sweat same game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with the code WORLD. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code WORLD. Minimum age World. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. Tough for Ohio. See show notes for details. See show notes for details. Don't live in Ohio. 
Say, can you say you'll be glad you did? You'll be glad you did. Okay, thank you. All right, we got a couple of mailbag questions we wanted to do. Do whichever one you want to answer first, because we're at almost 40 minutes. We don't have to drag this podcast out just for the sake of it. So We don't. Yeah, you're right. We can even... Um, can let's, I let's, s- do, let's do one mailbag, and then we'll talk mail about whatever. time, mail time, mail time, mail time. The mail's here. All right, that's it. That's all, that's all that you get. Um, I uh, we're we're talking senior bowl. We're talking draft. Let's kind of continue talking about how the Giants can upgrade their team. Uh, T at Getya NY Sports. He asked a very good question. What do you think is the strongest position group on each side of the ball? And do you think there's any rooms that don't need dire upgrades? This is so tough, and the Giants made the playoffs this year, and I feel like compared to the last four years. There's no one position where it's like, we're set. Like, defensive no. tackle in years past have been like a, we're set. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even corner some years have been like, we're, we're good. You know, when we had Bradbury. Adore, well, he right? says dire. Yeah, there may not. Everything but, needs to be upgraded. But, but I'm, which ones aren't I'm dire? I'm talking about like, what's the best on each yeah, side of the, the ball? Best? So, I think even though there is very serious need of depth, I think defensive tackle has to be the best spot on the defense, right? Because you have a combo at Dex Leo. Those guys played 90% of the reps anyways. Yep. I feel like you have to go there because corner, there's so many weaknesses. Safety, you know, I guess McKinney and Love is a good... Safety could be the answer if we're talking if all healthy right now. Um, and if they've re-signed Love. Yeah, and I, I want to do this question... But I also I also think... Let's th- do this question assuming that everyone's going to be on the team except for Gallaudet. All right, but let's... let's I also... Don't think it's a hot take to say Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence are two better football players than Xavier McKinney and Julian Love. Like yeah, those, those, those pairings together as a position group is stronger than the safety. So I, yeah, I would, I would, I would, so I would say defensive tackle. Like you, you have an advantage there. Yeah, we don't have an advantage at corner. Uh, there's a lot of times this year we didn't have an advantage at safety, linebacker. We don't need to talk about that. Um, and edge. Edge could be that. One to two years from now, hopefully we're saying that's the strongest. And I still think they need a third guy, just like the D-line needs a third guy. Yeah. On the other side of the ball, assuming everyone comes back, is quarterback the answer? Well, I'm not counting. Okay, we'll we'll skip that one. It almost could be, though, because it's like it's the only position. Running back could be because Breedle's a good backup. Saquon obviously is Saquon. Um, What's the stronger unit on the Giants' offense, the wide receivers or the offensive line? O-line has more depth right now. And it has Andrew Thomas. Yeah. You have an all-pro there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that is a really rough coin flip because these starters on the O-line aren't fantastic from left to right. Right. Um, but there is more depth there, and there isn't for wide receivers. Yeah. Like yeah, if, there's if, no depth for the wide receiver room. But If like, Richie James goes down, well, you already have Wandale go down, but if Richie James ever went down in the second half of the year, the Giants go back to running 12 personnel exclusively. I think that's why I picked him the most <laughs> undervalued yeah. player of the year. With Absolutely. the emergency, the emergence of Hodgins, it made a receiving group where it's like you're not dreading sending off like running eleven personnel. Where before Hodgins, it's like we have Marcus Johnson who is solely on the field to clear the clear out space and then drop the ball. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so let's let's get back to what uh, what is there a part that we're not answering here? Do you think there's any rooms that don't need dire dire upgrades? So okay, so. Yeah, let's 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 go there. I mean, if we're talking about assuming guys are back, it would be running back. We don't need it. if with if we have Saquon and Breida back, we don't need any upgrades there. Mm-hmm. And court quarterback, obviously, you have one of the better best backups in the league in Tyrod and then Daniel Jones. If um, they if they ignore both of those positions in the offseason, uh, putting aside re-signing who they already had signed, they would be okay. If they ignored those two position yeah. rooms, other than re-signing Daniel Jones, yeah, if, they, if they don't, if they don't draft a safety, even if I'll tell you what, even if they don't bring back Julian Love, if they don't prioritize safety, I'm like, okay, yeah, really? safety is the only position on defense you don't need dire upgrade. You have a, two young players in Belton and Pinnock, not great op- options. Probably you probably see Tony Jefferson back next year. I don't know about Landon. I don't know if Landon wants to do another year in limbo like that. Um, I guess Land is kind of a linebacker at this point too. Yeah, so I was like say, D-line, you, might just you be need on. dire upgrades on depth. Edge, you need uh, some upgrades uh, depth wise. Linebacker, I mean, we have the weakest linebacker room in the linebacker NFL. and corner is a shit show. Yeah, outside of Adore, it's like you have no answers at corner. Like flot, it, flot could be something, but he he's he is not something we're bet, banking on at this point. Important thing about corner: 
from my perspective, I know a lot of people are like, oh, Keely Ringo, who was in the draft? Who are we going to draft to play corner? I hate drafting corners. It takes such a long time for these guys to get acclimated. And, that, and not that I don't think it's a good idea. It's just don't ever expect the team to draft a corner and immediately have the gap filled. Yeah. The sauce gardeners of the world are very rare. Yeah. Um, so it's important to note that while you say, you know, we do have a Dory, but blah, 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 blah. A Dory's really only signed to next year if they don't cut him. Right. They right. So my, uh, my joke it started out as a joke, but then it became like a very serious talking point. 25%, like 40% of your cap room just put in your DB room. I, it's, <laughs> it, that's like only kind of a joke. Yeah. I, I, I fully, I mean, this is kind of straying from the question a little bit, but if, if it's me as GM, I would rather buy the known quantity at corner than yep. try and draft and develop him, at least right now with what they've got and yep. the contract situation that they're dealing with. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Um, do we want? We're, we still have a little time, and I I think that I mean, we could talk. We could BS for a few minutes. We're down, we are here in Alabama. Okay, all right. That's a good question for a mailbag pod. It is a good question I for spend a mail lot of time on that question. Pod. You, you don't. Let's shout know out who it, it was though. So it, we could be like, hey, your question is great. Chris Chris Fortini, you asked a great question. So when we do a mailbag pod, copy and paste that. Yeah, and we will we will talk we're about that ask question. Um, Might be the first question of that mailbag. Gives pod. me an excuse to talk about explosive plays. Um. I'm very excited to be down here again. I know we have to get quickly into the show today, but this truly is my most. This is this is a fun trip. But screw snacks, by the way. Like wow. he is supposed to be here. Like if we want to do a senior bowl or a simple man radio episode, we kind of need snacks. He's a he's like a glue guy. He's he, a glue and guy, he, and he screwed us. I told him that. So you don't even you don't need to watch anything. You don't need to know what's going on. You don't need to know who. It, I mean, it's a two day vacation, in Alabama. He loves I will his, say these people. I will. He, this is this is his people. Everywhere snacks is people, but um, I will say I, I do look forward to snacks whenever he says he's a good ball player. Should oh, I, look! Should, I, gotta, should I read this on the air? Yeah. So this is a text I got from Snacks today at noon. Hey man, just want to say I hope you die in Alabama. Mm. I wouldn't be upset. When was the last time you guys texted before that? Oh, we we text pretty much every week. Oh, okay. I talk I talk to him every day. I say I love you when I hang up the phone. <laughs> um. Like yeah, you so die? I'm I'm pretty upset he's not here. I know. He's, there he's there is good. like so much work that goes into being here that the fun times are needed and he is so good at getting us into that. And mode. he doesn't do any of the work, really. So <laughs> he, so when we look to him for optimism. Yes. The light at the end of the tunnel. It's true. Just just get you know, get the ball rolling. I will say the weather has cleared up. Thursday, we don't know. It's still looking iffy. But coming, like, three days ago, we were looking at the weather. It's like Tuesday, 80% chance. Of and last year, it was so shitty. because Last year, it sucked because we had one good day. Then we stood in the rain. And then the third day, they canceled practice, and it didn't rain. Like, if yeah. that happens, I'm trying to, like, like, I love coming down here. I love the Senior Bowl and Jim Nagy. I'm going to tweet mean things at Jim Nagy. Like, dude, oh, we man. spend a lot of money to come down here, and you do this to us? Like, the, you, you let all the ESPNs in there? Help out the little guy. These are the people you should let in. ESPN, they're not going to sweat by missing day three of Senior Bowl. They're not. It's us, the little guys. So help out the little guys, Jim Nagy. Just know. Try. Try your hardest. And you know what? Let us crowd up that under, that, that uh, you know. They have, like, a that, the airplane hangar? Yeah. yeah. Like let, let, let us crowd in there. There's nothing wrong with letting us crowd in there. Bobby Skinner, the six seven little guy. Yeah, two, yeah. A couple years ago, we couldn't. You know, can't hug anybody. Can't handshake anybody. Now we can. Let us it's all true. crowd in there. Let's hug. Yeah. Let's hug. Let's kiss. <laughs> yeah, like last. <laughs> and Nick's it snacks doesn't show up. Um. So yeah, we, we need to do that. Uh, should we do a simple man radio episode at any time this week? Know. It's gonna be bu- we're gonna be busy, so we'll see. Leave your Let's thoughts see. in the comments. Yeah, leave your leave your thoughts in the comments. We're gonna get a lot of people who. What uh, is simple man radio? There you go. If you don't know, you don't know, and you can't afford. If to you know, know <laughs> if you know, you know. Uh so all right. What 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 else do we got? I think that might be it. I'll say this: Brian Dable did not shave the playoff mustache beard thing. Goatee. Well, he's, it's, it's like, he's a beard guy. Yeah, yeah. he is a beard guy. You kind of have to be. Well, he did the goatee, and I think he just started growing the beard. That beard grows fast. Yeah. Yes, that, it does. that beard grows fast. Replaces the hair that's on his head. Yeah. Cool it. Cool it before we get too far with the bald jokes here. That's, that's an interview. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back. So schedule for this week. 
lot, we're going to have uh, Senior Bowl recaps on the JM Football Channel every day. And fart. I'm going to try my best to do one-on-one breakdowns of O-line, D-line on the JM Football Channel. And then we're going to live stream to both the Talking Giants and the Jam Football. So we're trying to push the, you know, the Jam Football channel. We're trying to grow that. So please go subscribe there. A lot, every, everything is going to be there except for the Friday Talking Giants podcast. And then Friday we'll have a Talking Giants podcast with a full recap. And the Jam Football channel is good because here. that's where the draft breakdowns live. Yeah, like the draft breakdowns, they would do much better if we put them on the Talking Giants channel. But it doesn't put, make sense. So we're putting them on the Jam Football channel. So please go and subscribe if you want to see, you know, some more of our draft coverage. And we're going to expand it to do... So the Talking Giants podcast will be me and Justin previewing positions, but we're going to do some interview stuff on that channel. Just it's own separate videos, not podcasts. So uh, we're going to try and keep that channel pretty active this off season. So uh, any, anything else before we uh, plug your show? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at football underscore grump, uh, where I'm pretty active. Usually, uh, definitely will be active over the coming days because there's not really a whole lot to do at the practice other than tweet what you saw. So that is what I will be doing. Um, and I found a lot of cool stuff last year that, you know, players I'd never heard of. Um, and also the show. Uh, I run the Just Giants podcast on YouTube, Just Giants. Which we should be on there later this week, too. So Yeah, we're still figuring out all the logistics and time and date for that. But, yeah. All right. We'll see you guys on Friday. Until then, let's go Big Blue. <laughs>